Hi, welcome back to Thinking Aloud with Ayo the podcast and I am your podcast host Ayo Shinoiki and boy oh boy do we have a show and a half in store for you today. Today I'm going to be discussing and having a conversation with Duchess Ify. Now Duchess Ify is an intimacy strategist, she's a sex coach and so today we'll be speaking all things sexual relationships, intimacy, relationships generally and although we won't be using any profanity we will be discussing adult themes so please bear that in mind mind we have some questions that we'll be posing and trying to discuss and answer such as do women have to have a climax in order to enjoy sex uh questions from men such as i love my wife i like talking to her i like spending time with her but i just don't find her sexually attractive anymore and a lot more in 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 store as well so please if you haven't done so already please click on the subscribe button so that you can subscribe to this podcast and also click on the share button so you can share with your friends as well and trust me you're going to want to listen to this over and over again so let's get right into it you're welcome this is thinking aloud with i other podcast and i'm in conversation with duchess iffy But hey, once again, welcome to the Thinking Aloud with Ayo podcast. And I have my special guest. As I said, we have Duchess Ify. Duchess Ify is a intimacy coach and a sex therapist. And what does that mean? I'll let her explain. Okay, Duchess, you know, sex therapist, <laughs> <laughs> intimacy coach. Okay, that- so, okay. So, actually... No, I tell it like I'm a psychosexual therapist qualified, bizarrely. I completely forgot about that because I do have a diploma in psychosexual therapy, which enables me to do therapeutic things in regards to sexual issues, but I do focus mostly on the coaching side of it. So that's basically me helping people to address the issues they might be facing in their relationships, understanding what intimacy is about, understanding the sexual issues that they might have and how to overcome it to get to a point where they have a thriving, loving, connecting relationship. That's what I do. Okay. And how did you start? I mean, how long have you been in this field? And why did you decide to go down this route? Because typically, it's not a sort of, well, um, you're the first African Nigerian sex therapist, intimacy coach that I've ever come across. So why did you go down this route? Hmm, uh, okay, that's a long that's a long story, but I'll cut it short. So what had happened is that um during my marriage, I'm I'm divorced now. During my marriage, my husband and I'm gonna refer to his husband because I might not never say ex, but here you know, we had issues, you know how it is you get married, you think it's forever after then you start having problems and you then get to a point where you're having conversations where everything just boils down to sex it's almost like i mean he's a lawyer so he would say to me you're denying me my conjugal rights and i'm like come on (laughs) you know i'm a mom i work hard i come back i try to manage the house try to do what i'm supposed to do as a good wife giving you my body as much as i can but sometimes i'm just tired so you know Mm -hmm. yes i'm not available all the time or i'm not as engaged and you know it caused a lot of issues and we kind of just started to drift apart and at that time i didn't realize what was happening i was just kind of like marriage is not working and you know, things took other things happened that it just became unsustainable to be in the relationship. So we separated. And the year that we separated was the year I was turning 40, and I'd just been made redundant. So I realized that you know what? I need help to heal myself because I don't want a situation where I would then be in another relationship and then I go through the same thing because I haven't healed from what happened in the marriage where I thought I'd be there forever. Yeah. So I went to see a coach and during my coaching session of trying to align my heart with my head and understand 
what had gone wrong, my eyes were open to the fact that one, it was not just my fault that the relationship didn't work out. It takes two to make it work and takes two for it not to work. Two was the fact that we had forgotten the reason why we got together in the first place. Mm. So we had become so focused on doing what people do in marriages, which is build a family, build a legacy, yeah. get a job, pursue your goals, make sure you are, you're moving ahead in your career. But we'd forgotten that actually beyond being parents, being husband and wife, we were two people who loved each other, connected with each other, liked spending time together. And that's the reason why we got married. We neglected that. And that yeah. was what was happening and then caused the separation that became irreparable. So, and, you know, and it was like an eye opener to me because I was like, I'm emotionally intelligent. You know, I'm just like, how is, how did I not know this? Yeah. And some of the things that came to my realization was that one, even though I spent a lot of time in the church and they were told me about how to be a good wife, I was taught how to be a functional good wife, yeah. not an emotional good wife. There's What's the a difference? difference? Yeah. What and is so the difference? I didn't know. And I just thought there isn't, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I did not know. So I'm like, if I don't know this and I'm pretty much into self-development, growth, emotional growth. So I'm like, if I didn't know this, how are other, how many other women are like me that don't know this? Yeah. And as I said, I'd hit 40, so I was looking for my passion. You know, being a business analyst at the time was paying the bills, but it wasn't a passion, it was your job. And I kind of just said, okay, coaching comes naturally because I have a lot of people that come to me and ask me stuff and, you know, I'd ask them questions and help them gain clarity. So I knew I was had the coaching mentality but I was like, okay, I don't want to be a life coach. Where do I spend most of my time? So I went on mm. Facebook and I realized that <laughs> a lot of people put me in a lot of sex groups. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So I spent my time in sex groups. What's going on there? Then I started reading my post and I realized that when people make comments about sexual issues, I always take them seriously. I never joke about them. Yeah. So, you know, someone would say, oh, my man lasts a minute. And I'd be like, maybe he's got an issue. You know, let's not, you know, let him go and get a resolution to that issue. Or my lady's not interested. So I was always look, thinking that there must be a solution to it. It's not just the fact that they're lazy or they yeah. can't be bothered. So I started off as a sex coach. But as I had clients, I realized that actually not having sex was just a manifestation of a deeper cause. And so I was like, oh, okay, there is something more. And then it was just kind of gradually realizing that it was the connection that was missing. So that's why most times a lady was like, I'm not in the mood to have sex. He can do what he wants. And he's like, oh, my wife is not interested. So I'm doing what I'm doing. And it was because they'd lost the intimacy. They had lost the foundation of what got them together. And that is how I started. So um, typically your clients are male or female or both. Is it more female than male or is it kind of like equally balanced? They are more female because, okay. you know, ladies are always, and it's not a bad thing because I don't want to comment, but ladies are always seeking to improve relationships mm. more than men. I've had male clients, but most of the time they're coming to me blaming their partner, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's and mostly it was, female. And it's funny mostly because as prepping for this um because everybody who's listening, myself and Ify had actually recorded a show about two months ago and it was on fire. It was a really good show and everything. And, but then technology came in and then we had, uh, we had to ditch it and do it again because um, we had issues with the recording. But I was, a, I was a bit better prepared for this one because I thought, well, okay, um, 
uh, kind of like know what how I want the interview to go or how the discussion to go and I also wanted to get some questions from um from men because similar to what you said you know women are a bit more open about improving or talking about relationships and men not so much so in preparation for this interview for this discussion I'd actually ask some of my male friends right okay so I'm having a sex therapist on the podcast what sort of questions would you ask and the number of them that came back as in oh I don't know I don't know what to ask I don't know you know because it was like and somebody actually sent me a message and said look this is not something and and the guy who sent is I mean he's in his 50s married for very very many years and he said um typically this is not the sort of thing we talk about you know so I wouldn't even know where to start uh, asking questions um and that's a bit of it so uh, towards the end of this of our discussion today um I will pose some of the questions that I got from them which will be like really um interesting to hear your your take on them um but one of the things i did want to maybe start off with was so this thing about intimacy and if you are coming from a place especially culturally where we don't talk necessarily about intimacy you're taught how to be or you know growing up you know the the girl is groomed to be in a wife and looking after the home and rearing the children and all of that and the men are you know go and provide for your wife but it's not you're not really taught or it's not really discussed around the dinner table it wasn't back in the day where you talk about okay how do I talk to my wife and what's how do you be you know how do you become intimate so from your and then oh and then also when we think of intimacy we think about sex and that is and obviously from what you said that is not the issue a majority of the time it's just a symptom of the lack of sex or, or lack of sex is an is a is a demonstration of the fact that the intimacy has been lost okay so it's a symptom, a symptom sorry yeah. a symptom yeah so just so what is intimacy then what what do we refer to what do you refer to as intimacy what is good that? question so so my definition of what intimacy is is where you have the ability to be your true self Okay. where you have the freedom to be as authentic as you can be and you don't have the facade that so you're not hiding this behind the facade that you put out to the rest of the world so if you think about it like i would for instance i would say that when i go to work i'm different i'm more english than mm. if i'm talking to someone else so there's a what i call a work facade that is different from when i'm then chilled with my friends where i go yeah. into what i turn my non-office voice so it's the same with to the world you're someone else but when you come home you can just remove the mask. And if something is wrong, your partner can see it, they can sense it. Yeah. And they know automatically what to do. Mm. Even if it's to leave you alone, have a conversation, give you a glass of wine, they already know what it is. And I remember intimacy is the same as into me, you see. Yeah. So you yeah. see beyond what everyone else can see. You see, you see the true me, the person that I truly am, not the person that I pretend to be because I have to fit a mold. And that's what I define as intimacy. And then I always take it a step further to say between couples, having sex then gives you true intimacy because that's the only thing you share with your partner that you shouldn't mm. really be sharing with your friends who are male or female, depending on the sex that you are. Yeah, I love that, though. Into me, you see. So yeah, past, yeah, you, you see past all of the, the externals and it's a, okay. So, but then how do you build that? So um, maybe for people who are a bit younger and uh, maybe like our kids who maybe because we're a bit more, hopefully a bit, 
you know, we've been through marriage and we're a bit more open than our, maybe our parents were. Maybe our kids might have, might find it a bit easier to actually build that intimacy. And I suppose the world is a different place than it was when we were growing up. But if you are sort of, you know, in your 40s, late 40s, 50s, you've been married for a few years and you recognize that that part of your relationship is missing or it needs development or it needs to be built on. How do you actually start to build intimacy or rebuild or okay so first of all you have to admit that there is no intimacy or admit that the intimacy has reduced over time yeah. because you can until you accept that you you would never wholeheartedly make a change mm. once you've accepted that intimacy is reduced the connection you share is it has been eroded so to speak mm. you go back to the basics and that's focusing on what i term non-sexual intimacy activities mm. so you go back to the hand-holding you go back to the laughing the gisting the sitting on the sofa and cuddling up and watching a film um going out together whatever that thing is driving going shopping together whatever that thing is kissing you know doing full frontal hugging these are the things that help you to build intimacy be curious about one another because what happens is that when you've been in a long-term relationship you you have this row tinted glasses that says oh my partner is as they were before but no they've changed children have come into the mix their jobs have changed they've, they're aware of more information so but you have to then start to be curious about them get to know them again don't just take for granted, oh, I know them. No, 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 no. So learn to be curious about them. Make, actually invest even in yourself as a person to say, you know what? I'm going to change things up a bit. I'm going to do something different. Whatever is your hair, you start doing your nails, whatever it is, something that then makes your partner kind of sit up and notice you again. So, oh my God, you were still as lovely as you were before, just differently. Hey, so you're still listening to Thinking Aloud with I Other Podcast, and I'm still in conversation with Duchess Ify. Trust me, there's still a lot more to come. Just need to give you a bit of a heads up here because as we were recording this episode, we had some technical issues. And so the next segment you'll hear is just slightly different in, in sound because we had to move from recording online to actually recording face-to-face. So um, continue to enjoy. There's still a lot more to come. So what we were talking about before we got rudely interrupted and we had to change everything, you had mentioned about how, you know, people should get to reconnect and, you know, there's about holding hands and all of that and all of that. And I was saying that some people might want, might be avoiding doing that because they know that they have changed Mm -hmm. and maybe the person that they are now with will not be as into them um, as they were before. So is so there's that and also you know you mentioned about you know look after yourself invest in yourself you know do your nails do your makeup and everything and then your spouse might say or your spouse might look at you and think i remember you like this and how beautiful you are but then this you might have put on weights and i know women are very particular or very conscious of the way their bodies have changed mm-hmm. and they might not feel as desirable and then the guy or your partner looks at you and he doesn't desire you like that before so i mean these are the sort of maybe blocks or hindrances or uh, obstacles that couples might have to face when they're trying to build intimacy, rebuild it. But you see, but you've mentioned you've mentioned the operative word, which is blockage, yes, or a limitation. Sometimes these things are assumptions because remember, even if you put on weight, mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that 
it's all about how you carry your weight. Mm. So if you carry your weight as though it's a hindrance, mm. the people around you are going to take it as a hindrance. Mm. But if you carry it and say, you know what, I do want to lose weight, mm. but on my journey to getting slimmer, mm. I'm just going to love everything about me mm. so that I can come across as confident mm. or get someone to teach me how to be confident while I'm trying to make that change. Mm. They would notice it. Mm. They have to notice it. But the thing about it is we have to step out of ourselves and say, you know what? I've got to try. Mm. Yes, there might be a reluctance or there might be a there might be some sort of mm, what's going on here? Why why is she doing this or why is mm. he doing this? But if you truly want to build a relationship, you've got to take a risk. This is the person you chose. Mm. If you don't want to take that risk and try, mm. then you've got to then make a decision. Mm. to accept it or to ship out mm. that's that's the thing but we have to actually try because there's no point saying we're going to pray about it or he's not going to change or she's not going to change but you're not actually trying and what i've noticed nowadays is that people are not trying they don't mm. want to try anymore because they said oh i tried it once and therefore if we all had that attitude some of us will not be driving <laughs> for those that have tried to they've done their test how many times and then yeah you know you know i I mean i know how long it took me to break into being a business analyst yeah it wasn't easy Mm. but you don't give up if Mm. you truly want something you're going to have to try and with everything else you know prayer if you're into prayers positive thinking all of that but you've got to try Mm. and sometimes it has to start from yourself yeah and i suppose the other thing then is um so you're trying mm-hmm. um but if you it's only one-sided so you're trying to develop yourself and you're trying to improve yourself okay so take it from the woman's point of view mm. she's trying to lose weight and the partner is just it is just not willing to put in the same amount of effort so and then that can then be a it can knock a woman's confidence and i suppose it's, it's both ways it can mm. knock your partner's confidence if you are trying in your one you're trying to save yourself and save your your home and your marriage and all of that but the other person is just not interested so how do you overcome that or how do you deal with that how do you face that because it's almost like a realization that no matter what i do this is dead i don't know yeah sense? no i yeah. hear what you're saying but then you also have to remember that you are no longer the same person yeah the the, the bright side too is that you have now developed yourself. Mm. You are now more confident. Mm. You're more, you're able to speak what you say, what you want to say. You've got the clarity. You've got the confidence. You're communicating what you need. Mm. And if it's not working, that's about that person. And it, sometimes it's just okay. Mm. But then that means that you then have the confidence and the strength to make a decision. Mm. And I'm not saying the decision means you have, have to, to walk away. Yeah. The decision because you know what, I'm going to stay. But whilst I'm here, I'm going mm. to continue to love myself, develop myself, build my career if that's what I want, start a business, whatever that thing is. But Mm. now you have got to the point where you recognize yourself, Mm. who you are, who you want to be, and you just keep doing you. And then not focus so much on what is missing, but Mm. now focus on the things that you do have Mm. whilst you're staying in that relationship. And it's amazing how when you don't give a toss about somebody, they notice <laughs> your they notice yeah. to be honest. Well this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They notice and then you before you know something, they're seeking your face. Yeah. But you have to also work about work on yourself. That's why for me, intimacy is a relationship with yourself mm. as well as with other people. Mm. Because I mean, I love RuPaul. So, you know, as as he, <laughs> as he always likes to say, is if you don't love yourself, how the hell is someone else going to love, love you? you. It's, just, it's just not going to happen. Mm. You've got to. And we can't continue to use the excuse that, oh, you know, my body has changed. Or do something. Doesn't mm. matter. If it means wearing the ghetto, wear the ghetto. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. Whatever that thing that helps you to feel more confident, more mm. 
in control of your life. Mm. Do it because mm. that's what's going to help you to cope with whatever it is that your spouse is doing. So then would you say, uh, and I'm thinking more for people who've been married for a long period of time mm-hmm. and they've got into a routine and it's a lot of stuff is monotonous and they've spent their time building their careers possibly and the children, looking after the children. Children have now grown. They've been married for 20, 25 years. Do you think it is possible for any couple really to actually get back to that level of intimacy? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you want it enough, because the thing about it is that what I always say is that in the process of trying to rekindle intimacy mm. or even rekindle your relationship, talk, mm. have a conversation. Say, look, we need to talk. Mm. I don't want to talk. We need to talk. Okay, mm. don't just listen. Mm. So you listen, but you have to, one person has to have the confidence to say, things are not right here. Mm. What are we going to do? Mm. If you can't give me an answer now, can we revisit it in week time? So it give you time to think. Mm. Because, you know, not everyone can think on the spot. And you come back to it. But you have to have a conversation. And you have to provide each other with a space, safe space. Because I like to call it safe space. Mm. Where there is no judgment. There's no anger. There's no defensiveness. You have a true and honest conversation about what can be done. Mm. Because there is always something that can be done. And if they say, I don't fancy you. Mm. Why? We don't like to ask questions. I don't know why we nowadays we don't just like we, we ask us about other things. We know how to ask our children questions, but as pastors, we seem not to want to ask them questions. Maybe because you know the answer. How can you know the, the answer? answer? But you no, know, sometimes it's like okay. For example, from a woman's point of view, uh-huh. you know, we're talking about this thing about weight and everything. Uh-huh. And the guy, when he married you, you were a size 12 and you were this and you were that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you've put on weight, mm. um, but you know that so he's not troubling you as he used to now that you're a size 16, you're a size 18. Mm-hmm. So if you now have that conversation and say, well, why don't you, he says, I don't fancy you. I know why as he doesn't. It's because I don't look the same. Well, I assume, yeah, okay, you're right. I assume it's because of this. Um, but then he might not want necessarily want to tell you because he knows how sensitive you are about it. So then nothing gets said. But that's why I said is it, that's why you have to set the boundaries and say, yeah. say I will not take offense. But I my my greatest out desired outcome for this conversation is for us to do something, even if it's if it means me losing weight. Can we do it together? Yeah. Because I mean, to be honest, is he really still looking the same? He might have lost hair. <laughs> Let me not say about the baby, but yeah. he might have lost some hair. You know, that's saying. But in, <laughs> but in reality, we all change. Yeah. But the thing, I will still come back to the fact that. I mean, I would love to be a size 10. <laughs> would you? Like, I would love to be a size 10 just mm-hmm. so that I can wear sample size for once. <laughs> just one day. But you know what? As I am now, I'm yeah. just rocking as it is. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that, people will find you desirable if you find yourself desirable. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So the thing about that, if he says, oh, I don't fancy you, and he says, why, oh, you foot on weight or whatever, there's some things you can do something about, some things you cannot do something about. And you're like, but I can't do anything about the stretch mark. There's not really much I can do about it. So what does that mean? Let's have a full-on conversation, in-depth conversation. Let's not leave it on the surface. Let's, in effect, land the plane. Let's get to the crux of the matter. Because mm. if there are things that we can't do anything about, mm. let there be recognition by both of us mm. that there's nothing that we can do. So what happens next? But then those sort of conversations, um, some people, like you alluded mm. to before, that some people are like, okay, I don't want to talk now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think that everybody, every couple is able to 
have those conversations or may it be a case that they might need to go to a third party to help them to navigate those conversations not everyone can have the conversation that's the truth i'm not even gonna lie not everyone can and the reason why is because sometimes you don't even know how to frame it in your own head in order to articulate it properly so that the other person understands you Mm. and that's where a third party does come into play because Mm. some i mean i in my um process which i call the three c's which is Mm. clarity confidence and communication Mm. you have to learn how to communicate effectively Mm. because if you don't communicate effectively what happens is that the other person doesn't know what you're talking about Mm. You get frustrated. Then there's an argument about something that never even happened. Mm. And then you never get to the crux of the issue that you really wanted to discuss. Mm. So sometimes people will then come and say, this is a conversation I want to have. Let's practice it. Mm. How does it sound to you? Does it make sense? Mm. And then we can go over that Mm. so that when you then have the conversation, you can then have it Mm. confidently and be able to explain it. Because sometimes... We know what we want to say, but we don't even understand it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then when you discuss it with someone else and they can kind of, okay, are you sure this is the outcome you want? What are you hoping that will come come from the conversation? Mm. What if it goes this way? Are you prepared it might go that way? So that's where an experienced third party can help you. But Mm. the truth of not everyone can have the conversation. I'll be, you know, it's Mm. not, it's not doable because everyone's different. Mm. Okay. So um, one of the things that I said earlier as well is that um, as part of prepping for this uh, Mm. discussion or this kind of like talk, it was to ask questions of men um, because we typically know, and I know it's typically not all men are like this, but most men do not talk about stuff mm-hmm. um, and they bottle a lot of stuff up and even amongst themselves, they don't talk. So I asked a few men um, if they had the ear of a sex therapist, what kind of questions would they ask and, and that sort of thing. And I think I alluded to it before and I was saying that um, a lot of them, or at least two or three of them said, I don't even know what to ask because we don't really talk about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And how do you get over that then? Okay, so I know you were saying that some people can't, you can't have the conversation, mm. so you need the third party. But yeah. there's some people also that don't want to go to a third party. They want to have a conversation, but it's just so alien to them um, having to bring, because for them it's like bringing somebody else into our marriage. What can be done in those situations where I'm never, I'm 55 years old, I've never really been that way inclined where I can just openly talk about sex or even with my wife. I don't want to go to a third part. So, To be honest with you, that's just bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just bullshit. Because half of our people, I'm sure half of your friends you spoke to are all into IT. They had never seen a computer before they came to this country. I'm only just kidding. But on a serious note, we all can learn what we want to learn. Mm. If we truly want to learn it, that's that's the truth. Mm. Yes, you might not be able to have the conversation because you're not used to it. But if you desire a happy, thriving relationship, and I'm not using the word marriage because truth yes. of the matter is, it's a relationship. The relationship is the it creates the marriage. The marriage yeah. is just a thing. Yeah. So if you want a thriving, you're going to have to get uncomfortable mm. to do something different so they can get a different result. Mm. And yes, guys don't normally speak. So what, I, what I've realized with a few guys that come to me, mm. they come to me either with a problem that their partners have, mm. so their partners are, or they come to me with something where they're amazing at, but their, com- their partner is complaining yeah. that it's too much. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. I'm like, yeah. as long as you're talking, we can talk about anything. Yeah. So I remember I had a client that said to me, Oh, um, you know, pen, uh, when we have penetration, you know, I last about <laughs> nine minutes, but foreplay is long and then she's complaining that I'm taking a long time. <laughs> I said, and that was on the back of the fact that I had talked about premature ejaculation. So okay. I was saying, you know, guys, if you want to talk, I'm doing a, 
you know, a free consultation, mm. come to me. And that was what he came with. And I was remember thinking, like, that's not a problem. <laughs> Seriously, that is not a problem. Mm. But Fem was like, well, you know, it's not really a problem. But if she's saying that it's too much for her, then just reduce it because mm. it's a joint activity. Mm. So if she's no longer enjoying it, then if you last too long, then it's pointless. Less, yeah. So, you know, listen to her cues as well and watch and see what's happening with her so that you can match her. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if she's having an orgasm, you're having an orgasm, then you guys are pretty fine. Mm. But if your foreplay is taking too long, <laughs> and then she's now like, bros, <laughs> how far? Well, no, you know, you can, know, can't you see the time? <laughs> you know exactly. You know, so you have to remember to watch your partner. It's not their. Ma- I know women will say, you know, oh, he has to last a long time, but everybody's different. Yeah, and true. you have to match your partner and see what's going on. Mm. So you know, but that's what guys do, and I've like, I'm just happy they're talking. Which is true. So because happy, once yeah. they're talking, yeah, then you, what happens that as you're saying something it triggers something else in them and they become more comfortable and confident mm. that you are going to speak to them and keep it confidential yeah. like i always say to people i said if you if you have a session with me today and you see me outside tomorrow don't say hello it's okay um, yeah no yeah. problem i don't have a problem with it because mm. i would rather you get a resolution to your issue mm. than to suffer in silence and then you want you to do something that might be against your nature because you feel like you don't have a choice yeah yeah Guys, you guys need to talk more. <laughs> Duchess Ify is here. <laughs> uh, so this is the other. Okay, I think what would be good now is that let's just go through some of the questions that um, uh, some of the, some of the guys actually raised. Okay. So one of them, um, it, you mentioned about orgasms there, mm. and one of the questions was, um, "Is it true?" That <laughs> making you the experts on this thing now, that um, a woman can actually be sexually satisfied during sex intercourse without climaxing because it puts a lot of pressure on guys that if the woman doesn't climax then they are not performing so is it possible so i think so i think he was coming from a point of maybe he's been told hey no he's okay he's okay but it's like is it really okay am i it it depends yeah and the reason why i say it depends is that some people say it's okay when they're not actually satisfied just so that the man's ego doesn't, doesn't feel bruised yeah some people can actually feel satisfied without having an orgasm because mm. they act they like the act of sex yes they yeah. actually enjoy the act of sex so it's a bonus to have an orgasm yeah but if they don't they still like the connection that having sex brings mm. the you know the body heat the kissing the touching mm. being in each other's space the smell the whole atmosphere of m- making love having mm. sex they actually enjoy it and it gives it fulfills them yeah so if the orgasm is not as often as it mm. can be mm. it's okay mm. but if there's none there's a problem mm. so guys uh, if you know that you're not able to please please and i know you, you might find this alien but there's nothing wrong with helping her out with a little toy mm. but when we say not able to as in what 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 does that mean though does that mean that you they're not going long enough. They're not touching the right spots. They're not. Some women don't orgasm with penetration. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So some women, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no yeah. matter what you do, they're just not going to have an orgasm because they need clitoral stimulation or the, you know, they need something else to yeah. get them to that point. But the thing about it is that most guys, it's not their fault, mm. have been brought up that if mm. you don't penetrate, you have not had sex. Yeah. And it's not true. Mm. You can have sex without penetration. So when they then they said, okay, if we have to have penetrative sex and therefore you're pounding away 
she's like, bros, <laughs> I am drying up here. Yeah, it's not. Be- and then you're not even doing a variety because women like that would, would need you to penetrate, come mm. out, go down a bit, you know, use your fingers, use your mm. tongue, whatever, just to get the moist again mm. before you then go back in. So they, sometimes then they just get to that peak. Then when you then penetrate, then it takes them over. Mm. But that's mm. something, but if even if you don't do that, so you have to remember that penetration doesn't work for everyone. It's different for everyone. Forget what we all say on Facebook. <laughs> Everybody's different. You know, let's not use that as a yardstick. We all yeah. make mouth. Mm. But honestly... <laughs> The matter is that we're all unique and individual in the way that we like this, and that's why we should have the boldness to have that conversation mm. and even say, Look, I'm not a guy, reassure the woman that just tell me the truth, mm. let me know. Because if you enjoy it, I'm enjoying it. Mm. It's and I don't know why people don't understand. Is it two? Is it is a joint two, spot? Two, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a one, it's not a one person thing. Mm. Can you be intimate with somebody that you're not in a relationship with? As in, have sex. Yes, because I think it's still that thing about equating intimacy, intimacy, intimacies. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just thinking, right? So you meet somebody, and it's the first time you people have been together, mm. right? Uh, it might be the first, and then maybe there might be another time. But how much of the talking can you? Uh, no, don't do it. I don't know. Can you actually be? You can be, now if yeah. you're if you're naturally an extrovert and you can just talk yeah. about what you want. Mm. See, some people are shy, but I mm. think that sometimes the shyness comes from us forming good girl. Mm. And it's not a bad thing. It's yeah. it's not that it's not because we're pretending. It's just that we've been conditioned yeah. that if you say this is what you want, yeah. you have been doing having yeah <laughs> yeah pro. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for anybody who's not a but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you're you're judged based on the fact that hmm. It's not today you started, <laughs> you know. So you don't even even if that person reassures you and said, "I'm not going to judge you because you know you're from the same community." It's like it's impossible. You're going to judge you. So let me just pretend. Then you know, let me ease you into my wild side. Yeah, yeah. And that is what is affecting a lot of relationships. Mm. You can meet someone and have an unbelievable connection, yeah, and have explosive sex, mm. and that's it. It does happen. Mm. But the problem is that it's not sustainable and then mm. if someone catches feelings then it just becomes very horrible yeah. and destructive and not nice to yeah. the person who is now yeah. not being reciprocated in the feelings. Yes. Yeah. But in a relationship is be open. Mm. See, yeah, so anybody if you're 40, especially for people like me that have been divorced, <laughs> man, I have nothing to lose anymore. <laughs> I tell you up front, this is what I'm looking for. Mm. I'm looking to get married again. Mm. So if you know that you are looking not, for, you're not mm. looking for that, it's okay. You know, we can just chill, but mm. we know that it's not going to go anywhere. Mm. Because I realize that there's no point me pretending to be somebody that yes. I'm not. Because yeah. it doesn't help. Mm. And then one day you, and I always say that, if you pretend to be somebody else, the true you is going to leak. Yeah. And they will be looking like, yeah, okay. like uh-uh. from where? Who's that? <laughs> Yeah. No, and I, and the reason why I know that is because it happened in my own relationship. Mm. By the time Duchess appeared, mm. I'm sure the husband was looking at me like, Who this person? What happened to my loving church going? Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Proverbs 31 wife. And I'm now saying, uh, You know, I want to go out because kids are now older. So, you know, it, it, it must have been an adjustment for him mm. as well. So I'm like, we might as well be true to ourselves, be, be open, yourself. be honest, be yourself so that they get the real you and they can make a decision if they want to be with you or not be with you. Mm. And the truth of the matter is that there are many men who have married women that they've had sex with on the first date. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. So when, and, you know, so you yeah, know. Yeah, so it, don't it, think. Yeah, so it's. I always say, I people. I remember I was doing a podcast on a YouTube on Monday mm. with um, younger people, twenty five to thirty five, and mm. they asked the question about being abstaining and what level should they get to. I said, look, my role is not to tell you yeah. what you should do. All I'm saying is that if you do do something. Do not dwell in guilt and shame. Mm. Because that's what then affects your relationship going forward. Mm. You have to, if you want to forgive yourself, forgive yourself and move on. Mm. Don't dwell in that, say, oh, I'm a bad person or I've committed mm. the biggest sin and all that kind of stuff. Because what happens is that it would leak into your sexual life mm. going forward with whoever you end up with. Mm. And then they're going to be suffering for something that they were not even yeah. aware of. And then that's interesting because even... Um, I know you were talking to a particular age group, but I think mm. that applies to yeah, everybody. Yeah. And yeah. even maybe maybe even more so the overs, the forties and mm. overs, especially for those who have been in a relationship or been married and then a divorce and find themselves in the dating game again. And it's like, okay, when we were dating, when we were in our twenties, this is how we used to do it all. <laughs> but you're a different person to mm-hmm. where you know yeah. to twenty, thirty years ago. And so if you're gonna do this, then do it. I and enjoy it and enjoy, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing I, for me and the, I mean some people say but so that means you're advocating whatever I'm not advocating anything. anything all I'm yeah. advocating is make a choice yes accept the decision you've made don't feel guilty mm. don't feel ashamed because you made a choice you're an adult yes I'm not talking to kids I'm talking to adults mm. who have grown up to now probably even having <laughs> sex themselves it's a whole different ball game, but I hope yes. you're having a conversation with them. But you know, so I'm like, own the choice, whatever choice you have made, own yeah. your choice and don't be ashamed of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone telling you, oh, you're a bad girl, or you have slept with many people. Mm. Is it your sleep? Thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. Is it your sleep? Is it your and you know, people will be making and say, oh, you know, it will stretch, it will not stretch. Uh, is it not elastic? There's exercises, have... people had children. Exactly. You know, so all those things are just myths that don't make any sense but just stop people from truly enjoying a great relationship with their partners yeah mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it does you know it doesn't make sense what about those who say that um they've become really good friends with their wives right so they're my paddy my ride or die and everything and like spending time with them sitting down and gisting and everything but when it comes to sexual intimacy that for some reason remember this is guys I'm talking about they cannot Mm. rise to the occasion why does that sort of thing happen and what can they do to (laughs) the thing about it is that it's lovely to be friends with your partner don't get me wrong I advocate that you should Mm. be friends but there still has to be some tension there has to be some sort of passion you know when people say oh we don't argue we don't anything that means life is just flat I don't even care what anybody wants to see. Mm. There's no passion. There's no excitement. There's no fighting for anything. Mm. When you fight, you, your emotions are like, you know, your blood is boiling and, you know, some But defined fight, though. Fight as in just having an argument. Not okay. a physical fight. Just argument meant, or a heated yeah. discussion. Yeah. Something that kind and of brings up... So you've yeah. got differences of opinion. Exactly. And your voice you know, something that them. just brings tension to the relationship. Yeah. And when your wife becomes your paddy, that means she's a guy now. Mm. Let's well, be guys, honest. Hey, but guys too have... I mean, guys... Have I can have a, a guy can have a male friend who he quarrels with now. Uh, he yeah, but they have a heated they have a heated discussion true, and then you know they be like ah guy you know I mean sorry mm. I know you can't say this, but you know there's still some touching and mm. you know there's that kind of ah I beg well you know that kind of thing there's still that thing that happens. Mm. But when your wo- wife your woman is now like that mm. you're playful with her 
But you don't think of them sexually now. You don't think of your okay, guy sexually. It's like, yeah, because it's just uh-huh, my because friend. It's my friend. It's my party. So you guys will gist about everything. So you're probably having the same conversation with your wife that you're, you're having, having with your guy friends. Mm. So then how are you going to look at her in anything other than she's your friend? Mm. So then when she's naked, you're not even seeing her because you just remember that you guys have just had a friend like you have it coolly mm. uh, outside. Mm. So it's very hard. So what happens then is that there has to be some sort of mystery brought in. Mm. But the only way that mystery can be brought in is also the man saying, considering, thinking for himself, what can she do mm. d- to help me mm. to desire her more? Because it's not, it's not just her. Because she can decide she wants to buy sexy lingerie, mm. which she probably doesn't have. But, mm. you know, she can probably decide to. But if that's not really what works for him, he has to find, they have to think about what would work for them. Mm. Even if it's kind of like, I know Nigeria people don't like this, but even if it's ropely. Hmm. something to kind of get back this sexy lady because especially if the woman desires her husband as well Hmm. and wants to know what can we do differently then it's that or even just you know what take sex off the plate Hmm. and just romance like we used to do when we were teenagers you know the kissing those little those things you know seeing each other's body but don't you have to be sexually attracted to somebody even to kiss and to do all those but he must be now because even he won't have asked the question I think the he question, desires his he wants to so I think the issue is he doesn't anymore desire her that way. True, but he doesn't. But is he happy that he doesn't desire? No, he doesn't. So that's why he's raising. Yeah. So the thing about it is that it's okay. It's like what turns you on as mm. a man? What turns you on, mm. or what turns you on about her before? Mm. Has she stopped doing it? Is there something that she can do? And the thing about it is, sometimes even what turns a man on now is not what you should turn him on before. Mm. But they're too scared to say it mm. because they don't want them to say, ah, where where did you ah? I'm going to church tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So also, they're even afraid to broach that there's something that that if you did that for me, yeah, it would take you out of that paddy zone into that passionate passion where you are now back to be my woman. Even if it's the fact that he's seeing her as okay, let me even pretend you're a girlfriend, even though we have been married for ages. Mm. But you know, it's it's you then have to start to think about her erotically again. That she's now a sexy, sensual woman instead of seeing her as. The model. The model of Judah, yeah, somebody. Yeah. So this is the thing, and I know that there was a conversation I had with a friend of mine who, um, similar situation where um, there was stuff that he would want, but mm. he I was like, okay, ask your wife. And I said, ah, if I go and ask my wife, she'll be asking me that. The, 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 I'd rather not because of the barrage of questions I will get. Hey, so where did you see this? Why is this? So he said, it's just easier not. So for a peaceful life, he doesn't say stuff. And it might not necessarily even be about sex, but even he said sometimes it's just the what opens up Hmm. and it's like the stress of it. Let me just leave. And I think it's similar to this thing where it's like, okay, if I say I want you to dress up and uh, which is going to follow to my next question, which is about women and women being frigid. Hmm. because I know we spoke about this the first time we had this conversation that we lost because of technology, <laughs> um, that we as women were brought up to be a particular way. You know, we, as, mm. we were probably to read your book and hey, once we had read your book to said, go, go on to get your degree. Oh yeah, where's the man? Oh yeah, go and get married. And you're not, there's no conversation about your sensuality. Your sexuality is about your function is a wife mm-hmm. and a cook and that. Yeah. And so sex then becomes just for procreation. It's just for having children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's no you're not supposed to enjoy. Uh, I'm supposed to enjoy it. I'm no. supposed to have it for sure. So there's 
And so then when the children, I've had my children, I'm not interested because that's the way I've been wired. So yeah. then if I now, my husband who knows that like, we've always done missionary for the last how many years, he's been missionary. And then all of a sudden, after how many years, he's now telling me that, hey, he wants to try something else. And you're like, so do you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. he doesn't want to say anything. She is happy the fact that he has not touched me for fight. It's even better. They have not even asked yeah, me for so sex. No need, not to fight. You know, you know, so there's no passion. Yeah. So how do they navigate all of that? Question is, do they want to navigate it? Not mm. number, you know, if yeah. do you want to navigate it, if you want to navigate it, you can, there is help out there. And I don't know why men and women act surprised when somebody says, can you try this? We have the internet. Mm. We have movies. We have TV. Movies, guys, in blue film. No, no, no. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, you know, you let's, know, let's, let's people, be, you know, our community. Eh? Let's be honest. Let's not even, <laughs> most guys learned their sex from blue film now. But they would never admit But it. they don't even need to admit it. it. The first thing is we know that their sex education came from blue film. Hey, but they would even say, okay, we did, but the white, they expect, it's almost like expected that the guys all know. Mm-hmm. But the wives are not supposed to. And, also, and if a woman now says that she actually likes one of them, it's like, similar to what you were saying before, if uh-huh. a woman says, oh, I like this, it's like, ah. I'm yeah. in trouble then because me, I invited people to my house when I was 13. So anyway, <laughs> but no, but the thing about it, no, on, but on a serious note, the thing about it is that there are so many things that stimulate us visually. Yeah. Whether you're a man or woman, even from simple things like Love Island and all the stupid things on Netflix about romance and sex and stuff yeah it may it piques your curiosity because mm. as human beings we're curious mm. and we want to try it mm. to see whether we even like it mm. it's like anyone who smokes or drinks or whatever you try it and you're like nah, this is not for me mm. Mm. that's what the same thing with sex mm. so you want to try it but the thing about it is you're right a man or even a woman will say ah, man, it's not what they want because they will ask questions by the time i finish asking the question said it is not even hungry me again. <laughs> You know, and yeah. I understand it, but it's and it's but it's unfortunate and it's unfair mm. because you're stifling your own relationship just because you don't want to converse about something that you may or may, may not, not try. Mm. Mm. Why not have the conversation? Because even for the man to even express it, mm. and you say, mm, "I'm not sure," he he would even start to feel he's closer to feeling better because he has the freedom to express what he wants, he wants yes, the same okay. way that the woman yeah. feels that she can express what she wants and then maybe one day you might be even lying and be like Danny, you know that thing that you mentioned <laughs> you know you might you know you might just be in that place of adventure and yeah. you're like oh that thing but if you've never had the conversation hmm. you can't even say oh you know that thing you mentioned it cannot even happen yeah, yeah but the thing is that we become so spiritual mm. and very cultural like ah, it's not our culture who says not your culture we're mm. we not walking around with our breasts <laughs> hanging out <laughs> you know so these assumptions we make about our culture is sometimes a misnomer that stops us from truly enjoying the sexual connection that we can have with our partners mm. or we who we don't do certain positions where you're married nice nigga <laughs> i'm sure solomon with his <laughs> 1000 women was not doing missionary <laughs> cannot be the man would have been tired <laughs> No. <laughs> David was active too. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, so sometimes when we are over, I always say, even with religion, we should also step into the common sense space and kind yeah. of think about things truly and say, if you don't try with your spouse, please, where are you going to try it? Mm. Do you really want to step out? Mm. Is that really going to make, I mean, don't get me wrong, some people do and they, you know, but if you really don't want your partner to step out and you don't want to step out, then surely the best thing is to create an avenue for you guys to have a conversation. Mm. Okay, so that then is a good segue to the next question, which mm. is, I love my wife. 
but I like other women. Okay. And I don't want, it's not as if I want to rub it in her face. Mm. Is there something wrong with me that I, you know, I, I sleep with my wife. I mm-hmm. like my wife, which mm-hmm. is and all of that. But I also like other women. And it doesn't take anything, as far as I'm concerned as a man, it doesn't take anything away from the way I feel about my wife. Okay, so can I clarify? When you say he likes other women, is yes. it that he likes to look at them or he likes to sleep with them? Both. I like, so I like to experience, I like the variety. So he likes so he likes variety. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bros, mm. you need to be in an open relationship. No. No, okay. no, no, wait, hold okay. on. <laughs> See, you need to be in an open relationship. But unfortunately, you signed a contract uh-huh. which meant that you have to be exclusive. Yes. So technically, you have to really exercise control. Mm. It's a control thing. It's a control thing. Mm. Because you, you, you enter the contract. That's what your contract said. You see... Unless you are Muslim and even then you marry, mm. you don't. They don't ad- advocate wives and um, girlfriends. They advocate mm. you marry more, mm. up to four. Mm. But so you're breaching your contract, and I'm not making it seem sound very legal. But that's what you're doing because your eyes are open. You already knew that you liked more than one woman, and mm. I can understand that culture is that you reach a certain age, you have to marry mm. and have children. Mm. So the question is now: Do you tell your wife your situation mm. because you are still loving and whatever? You wear the outcome because mm. some wives, oh, and and it's funny because I was having this discussion yesterday. Mm. Some wives, as long as you're doing your bit of why they married you, they will even help you dress <laughs> to go so that nobody come and disturb them in their house. They want the one, you know, you know, they'll help you say, ah, babe, are you not going out on Friday? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, because it works yes. for them because people get married for different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah. And yeah. as long as you're doing your bit, your wife might, might, though, mm. before you put quote Duchess, <laughs> might be okay that as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, mm. you're respecting her, you're not bringing her, you're not disrespecting her, you're keeping the facade properly, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're loving her, mm. you're not bringing her disease, or mm. you're being, you know, she might be okay with it, but you're the only one that truly knows your wife to know. Yes. But other than that, bros, it's control. Mm. Or you might get caught and be taken for 50% of everything you have made. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the that's the reality of it. But but I think this is it's it's, it's funny that you should say that because mm. I think um especially if you've been married for a certain number amount of time, mm. you know your spouse. Mm. And so this, you know, the, the ones that are openly dressing their husband, they mm. might not necessarily be saying, I'm dressing you because I know you're going to go out there mm-hmm. and do what you're doing, but they know, he, he knows that you know, mm-hmm. but we're not saying anything. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of, you, you know the kind of person you're married to. Mm. And um, the fact that you have not verbalized the fact that you're out there doing whatever, she knows. Yeah, she knows. She knows. And I think if she... And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. No. The fact that she has not even called you out mm-hmm. um, might be, as you said, she's of the school of thought as, he's looking after the... You know, I, I don't have any stress. I'm not having people knock. I'm not having anybody coming with Bene or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the other thing also is um, w- a, a, an argument or an excuse, mm. let's put it as, as that, mm. is that... Men are not supposed to be monogamous. Mm. They are not wired that way, you know, because if they were, why would they, you know, why would they be able to, because basically they can, you know, they can uh, spread their, sow their oats in so many different places. Why would God have given them the ability to do that? And women are usually tied to one because it takes them nine months and all of that. So men are not naturally wired that way. I mean, that's a lie, Joe. <laughs> the fact is that none of us are wired <laughs> to be 
to be to be monogamous. Mm. We have been conditioned to be monog- monogamous because of marriage. Mm. That's the truth. Mm. But let if we, I mean, because if we go back to the Old Testament, mm. they have you know people were married more than one time. Mm. And yes, it was the men, but that's because the area was it was the men that married the women. But mm. is it the fact that we are we are not sexually attracted to other people? Yes, we are. Yeah. But it's the thing that women have been conditioned to say you don't. Mm. Men is expected. Yes. No, no, it's not true. We all can, but we just exercise self-control the same way that some men exercise some self-control and some women don't mm. but we use mm. it as an excuse to behave badly mm. and say oh you know we can sew our white or oh, please mm. we don't have to get pregnant <laughs> this is true we don't have to get we don't have to we don't have to get pregnant it is an excuse so it's the an thing excuse is, sometimes it's thing. if you want to accept who you are mm. that you say you you don't have the willpower to resist mm. then either don't get married or if you have been in a long relationship and you know that you suspect that your wife knows. Mm. Ensure you give her her respect and everything mm. that is that goes with being a good husband. Mm. And then she might leave you alone and make sure that nobody, no babe, disrespects your wife. Mm. You know, lay, you know. But mm. I can't, yeah, you know, make a boundary. But I can't tell you yes or no because yeah, people have people in their relationships. There are different reasons why people seek other people answer that. and it's not always see the thing is they always assume that it's sex mm. and i said based on facebook oh, let me as my research thing because i'm only <laughs> it, it looks like even the times because i'm always going to all this yeah. it looks like even now that men are actually going out of their marriages looking for love and the women that are stepping out are stepping out for sex mm. so before when they say oh a woman's only steps out when she's mm-hmm. not anymore Women are stepping out because they want sex and men are the ones that are finding girlfriends just to, 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 to love, love them and take care of mm. them because their wives are not doing it. Mm. So, so it has all flipped. Exactly. Mm. But people are still living in that thing of, oh, every woman and every man has a tendency to do whatever they want to do. The question is do whether they choose to or not. Or not. It's a choice. It's, it's always a choice. a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. So it's not as if like, I'm wired this way or whatever. Mm. Yeah. No, if it's mm. a choice, if you want, if that's what, if you want to give into that urge, then mm. that's fine. But I would say marry two wives. And this kind of like follows on about you know what um, uh, you know, like you said, people step out for different reasons. So, mm. so, so, so they have another question was raised about um, I like certain things sexually, mm. um, but I don't want my wife to do it. They don't mind somebody else doing it. And this in particular was about oral sex. Mm. So and I was talking to a, a, another friend this evening and about this particular question. And he was like, I remember that from um, a movie. Mm. I think, I can't remember which movie, but I'm sure it was Robert De Niro. Mm. Was it Robert De Niro or... Not Robert De Niro. Anyway, and he said, you know, the, the mouth used to, to, to kiss, kiss my, my children. children. Exactly. The mouth used to kiss my children. Why would you... Um, so, um, why, why is that then? Why do you think that might be that you like that, but you don't want your wife to do it? Is it because of the sort of naughtiness? In, I don't know. What, what would it be? In my opinion, I think it's a, it's a condition. It's, it's a, it's a mix of religious conditioning okay, and assumptions. So, and I say religious condition because your wife is precious. She's, she's your wife. Mm. She's, you're supposed to put on a pedestal. Mm. She's not supposed to go on her knees and do something like that. What are you but talking about? Do, no, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be on her knees. But, but it's just... The, it's just... But you see, but the thing about... Yeah. You have to remember that the first place where they saw these things was Bloombeam. <laughs> so, it was not their wife doing it now. So, they can't... Co- <laughs> they can't... Subconsciously, they can't correlate a wife doing the things that what that girlfriends would do 
they saw in a blue film <laughs> that there was not much connection. Mm. It's not the same thing. Your wife is meant to be pure and holy. That's why most men, if their wives are not veggie, they don't even want to think that they had it's sex like before them. Yeah. It's it's all in that realm mm. of it's only her, she's pure. Yeah. She's you know and I'm the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for them it's so when they think of the fact that ah their wife <laughs> to do that, they can't correlate it and it's not their fault, is it it's conditioning. So as much as they want to try, mm. they probably won't even get aroused at the thought of it, even though they like it, because it's like, that's Just, my mm, wife. Mm. And that's another problem people have in relationships, <laughs> is that when you do this separation of, that's my wife, mm. like say, she's no longer a human being, mm. or that's my husband, you start to demarcate things, and then you actually drift away, because you're putting them on this pedestal of, there's only certain things that you can do, mm. and other things are not meant for you to do. Mm. And it doesn't make sense. Mm. Because her mouth is like every other person's mouth. <laughs> Even if she uses it to kiss the, your children. She will brush her teeth now. <laughs> you know, and, but it's that thing. And it's, that's why there has to be a shift in the way that men think. Mm. Because even even if the wife wanted to even do it, I can bet you who would say, no, no, no. <laughs> where, did, where did you think you are going? Where did you learn that from? <laughs> so she's Where like, do you think you are going? And you're going down to what? Exactly. <laughs> So it would be it would be completely alien to him because as far as he's concerned, wives don't do that yeah. because he cannot believe that his mother would have considered doing it to the father. He's just not. He cannot even. That doesn't come into their mind at all. So, so it's only men who have oh, consciously God. decided yeah. that you know what it, my wife is able to do that. Yeah, that's, and that's only so not it, you, because the thought of it is just like nah, no, 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 no. And it's a shame because oh they enjoy it, but yeah. they're missing out because they're not giving their wives the freedom to be their girlfriend as well. Yeah, yeah. We put this thing at wife, mm. husband. So therefore, that's it. So <laughs> even some have even got to the point that even when they were dating, they were doing it, but by the time they got to marriage, they <laughs> stopped. Like, so it's like, okay, no, no, you can't do it. And it's your role sh- has changed. Yeah, your role yes. has changed. You're not a, a wife. <laughs> and you're like, I still want to be your girlfriend now. <laughs> You know, I still want to wear the sexy lingerie. Okay. I don't want to tie wrap up my chest again. You know those Master Spencer <laughs> nightgown that is lace up. There's a lace up and button up. Thank you. you know, I don't want to be that. But that's where they will now expect you to go to. And you're like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. And especially if you're the what I term the old school, mm. unless you have really decided to enlighten yourself and open yourself up, that's what most of them are suffering. Mm. Mm. Where she's there, where and you're like, actually, I really don't want to wear this. And you should even if she tried, so like. <laughs> what? what is happening? What? You're naked? Why? Why? Are you not going to be cold? Ah, why put on them? We don't want you to catch pneumonia. And then anything that she had in her mind that she wanted to have with her husband to arouse him is completely gone. <laughs> oh my god! And you know, and 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 it's. I always say, even things like even calling your wife mama sometimes. <laughs> Ma'am, stop it! Why stop it? Seriously, because it's not even. It doesn't yeah, remind them of being me. a sexy yes. individual person. Mm. You're reminding them that they're a mother or a father. <laughs> you can't be sexy as a mother or a mm. father. I'm sorry. It just it doesn't work. Yeah, Instead, yeah. find a pet name for them. Mm. Mm. You know? But that it, it, it takes oh it takes. But some people will say that that that's calling them of their mother th- uh, the mother of their child in public, but that maybe they have a pet name that only the two of them use, but that's thing no? No, and I understand, but but, but why? You are legally mm. married, now. Nah? You can call yourself <laughs> whatever you, you want. want. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So me, I I, remember, I think I remember I dated somebody, and mm. he used to call me. 
What is crown? In, uh, no, he used to. Olo- something uh, like Olori or something. Olo- something, Olo- something Olo- yeah. Yes. And I used to like it. He used to make me feel very special, very yeah. loved. I used to mm. like it. So, you know, so, but the thing about that, when you hear your husband call you that outside in public and call mm. you that pet name, there's a way your body is just do you. You'll be like, ah, yes. yes. Yeah. You know, that is my, my love calling me. Mm. You know, that's what I love watching wedding party. When I think of um okay, uh, uh what's her name? Shibuale. Yes. yes. When I watch the way that they talk to each other, yeah. It's it's so nice because you're like, I don't care whether we're in front of everybody, you are my love. Mm. And I will let everybody know you are my love. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it. So we need to get more expressive in mm. showing our love to our partners mm. telling them i love you because even to say i love you don't even do it mm. be intentional with saying i love you mm. tell them i love you. and even tell them why you love them mm. so well, that's, that's it. it's funny because um i've had this conversation with my a lot of my friends who are married have been married for a while and they'll say eh, what is love self mm-hmm. the fact that i'm even still here you know and it's not they don't mean it in a sort of they actually just you know what we thought of as love when we were in our 20s, when we first got married, it's not really, we, we realize that that is not what love is. Love is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's more of, okay, I am committed to you. <clears throat> so that thing of saying I love you is like, oh, what is it? What does but it mean? I, but I, the thing about it, saying I love you mm. is saying, is, in effect, you're saying, I see you. I appreciate you. Mm. I see what you're doing. I see the, the beauty you bring to the home. I see the confidence that you give me when I go out to do. I see the support you give me. I see how you provide for the family. Mm. All those things. That's what I love you conveys. Mm. Mm. But when you when you don't even say it at all, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, okay, why, that's why I'll be asking, what is love? Because But sometimes I need to hear you say, mm. I love you. And be intentional about it. It's mm. not a case of just saying, um, Oh, love you. You're never love you. <laughs> love you. Love you. Yeah. And you're like, that don't mean anything. I mean, that's funny. I did recorded a video that's going to release tomorrow about mm. saying, being intentional about saying, I love, love you. you. Mm. Because there is something, because we don't say it often mm. and we take it for granted that, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Trust me. If you tell your wife or your husband, I love you, and they'll be like, ah, what happened? What happened? I say, ah, no, I love you. And the reason, I'm just telling you I love you because I realize I've not told you that in a long time. And I love you. And this is the reason why I love mm. you. There's something it does to it the spirit. Sense, it just yeah. makes you feel great. It's even like when your kid comes and tells you, oh, mom, I love Maybe you. For nothing. It's not as if they yeah, want exactly. anything. It's, just, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's empowering to the spirit. It just fills you up. Mm. So, but we don't do it. So we need to start to make time to actually tell our partners I love. You love them. Mm. And to be honest with you, the more you say it, power of positive <laughs> affirmation. The more you say it, the more you're going to start feeling it. So start saying it. Ladies and gents, please, if you learn nothing from Duchess today, please start saying, I love you. Start Jesus holding Jesus. hands. Start kissing, man. So I just have a couple more nice. um, that I wanted. It's, this is taking us a step back, but I, I, it, it's fine. Mm. So one of the questions was, what is the difference between... Mm. Um, squirting and orgasm and should a guy be aiming to bring their woman to that point or is it just something that it's got nothing to do with them it's either yeah from your from from your understanding your experience the the, the truth about it is that there's different schools of thought on the whole squirting thing Mm. and I read a lot of sex things. <laughs> and I remember your job now. And, and I remember someone saying that, oh, then in order to get a woman to squirt, it means that you're actually um, touching her G-spot. Mm. But I'm like, well, that's all well and good. But if I recall correctly, the fact seems is that 
a woman also needs to be free and let herself mm. go completely in order to get to a stage where she feels comfortable to squirt mm. because the sensation of squirting feels like wind. Mm. And if you're not sure, yeah. because you're thinking about it and you have not graduated to the level of just saying <laughs> any liquid that comes out, we shall accept it like that. <laughs> no matter what the man does, he's not going, she's not going to squirt because she's not fully letting herself go. Yeah. So that's even the woman on her own. Aiming to make a woman squirt is rubbish and i'll explain why it's rubbish because <laughs> if you're so focused on um, trying to get her squirting you're missing yes, every other thing that, that happens with both of you being together mm. it's not a goal <laughs> you know it's not a you, it's not a goal because yeah. then you're going to be focused okay i'm going to yeah. and, and but then the woman is there thinking oh please can you suck my nipple and you're there focusing on trying to get her to, you know yeah. so you're, you're going to miss you should go with the cues and your aim is for both of you mm. to enjoy what you're doing mm. if she squirts is a bonus some people don't like it because they spoil my trust mm. you know some people but there's some people that do it just it's a natural phenomenon yeah. and it, it's easier for them because they are they they are they are more relaxed Relax. with their sexuality yeah. they're not embarrassed about what will happen and they're just like you know what if it happens yes you may come <laughs> you back again as, you, know. you accept any fluid that exactly <laughs> you know so but the thing is but orgasm i mean aim for an orgasm yes yeah. but as we, as we discussed before yeah not everyone has an orgasm they just enjoy the the, the whole the whole sexual activity yeah. but if you want to aim for something just aim for an orgasm which mm. doesn't necessarily have to be penetration it might mm. be fingering mm. it might be sucking mm. it might be even blowing in her ear some it works for some people <laughs> for some people so it's you know so it's ordering but please don't aim for squirting because you may be disappointed yeah you get frustrated you miss out on the true pleasure of being with somebody and truly engaging with them because mm. you're focused on an outcome that may not happen yeah so just enjoy being present be in the moment and enjoy sex mm. if squirting comes praise the lord mm. if it doesn't come Praise the Lord. Mm. Both of you are enjoying being together. Okay. Okay. So, um, another question that somebody raised Mm. was, is there any food for men over 50, particular foods they should or shouldn't be eating in order to improve their libido as far as you know? Let me be honest. I'm not even going to lie. That one, I don't even know the answer to that. And the reason why I say I don't know the answer to that is because... Mm. Everybody everybody has different things. Some people have the traditional herbal things that they can recommend. Mm-hmm. Some people have the medical thing. I'm, I'm me. I'm like, bros, Viagra is there. Mm. Go and have it. You know, is there anything... But you, sh- some, but you hear some like horror stories about people having that, as in like the thing stands up for hours or it becomes <laughs> painful or... Yeah. How many did they take now? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I, 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 I don't know if you but it depends because I remember I went to Turkey last year, two years ago, mm. and when we went to the market, there were these herbal things that you can buy that helps the man and the woman. And I remember a friend took it and had the man, they were just like, it was, it, it was, it got to a point where it's like, I don't want to give. Please stay away from me. So, you know, but everybody soon be like, hey, what was that thing that you went to? No, if you want to know, you, you have to book an appointment with your secrets to know what, what that was. But, you know, the thing yeah. about it, there, there are herbal things that you can take. Is there anything that you shouldn't take? I think, Jen, for me personally, mm. because we're aware with men, taking high blood pressure tablets can affect your libido anyway. Mm. Mm. So, Avoid you, yeah, so you have yeah. to be aware that that can affect it. So, mm. if it does, then you're going to have to ensure that you do mm. more foreplay than the penetration itself and mm. be honest and have the conversation take get have good health take care of yourself but food wise or 
I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I would just be telling you the wrong thing. Mm. You can investigate, actually. Yeah, I remember, actually, somebody told me something that maca powder helps. Okay. Yeah, mm. maca powder mm. helps. But if I'm being honest, everybody reacts differently to everything. To everything, this is you know? true. But it's, gen- I mean, general good health. Good health, yeah. yeah. Being good Exercise health. Exercise. And, and if you're that. taking tablets, be aware of the side effects. And then be honest with your partner about the side effects of your tablets so that you can manage your sexual life better. Mm. Because if it's affecting it, then you guys can realize that, okay, maybe you might have to need some help. Mm. Or you might change positions or you might have to delay you know, being the man being into you until you have already had your mm. so there are ways around it. But food wise, it's a hard one for me to mm. really answer, to be honest. But I think in in all of the things we've spoken about, um, you've covered a lot of stuff. And I think the thing that I've taken more than anything is this thing about communication, mm. about how key communication is in all of this. Yep. Um, being being effective in what you're saying, be effective in the way you communicate, being mm-hmm. open and honest about conversations, mm-hmm. um, because all of that then, uh, you know, builds in intimacy. You learn more about yourself. Yep. You learn more about your partner, and um, and also I think what I've learned is that it's never too late if both of you are willing hmm. and open. Yeah. Um, there is no reason why you can't get you know rekindle stuff that has been lost or start building again or even if you feel that you've never really had really real intimacy you've got some keys and tips now on on how to do that um but before i let you go um i know that you have some resources yeah that people can um take advantage of and so so tell us about your resources and how people can get in touch with you okay so during the course of me having you know speaking to clients and just kind of reading things and as you alluded to about Mm. communication so i've created what i call the intimacy cards which is 52 cards for 52 weeks of the year Mm. where you have conversation prompts and some sexual things you can do to just kind of have a conversation Mm. which wouldn't normally come out from your daily conversation so it's kind of having something like oh how can we improve our sex life have you thought about um, using toys or have you thought about eroticism or write a poem to your part a sexually charged poem to your partner and put it in their bag so they can mm. see later or send them flirty texts. Just little things that kind of just gets you guys going again, gets mm. the excitement, gets, you know, it's something different, gets the conversation. And it's a case of saying, pick a card. I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm mm. going to let you say, we'll have a conversation, you know, make it, make it, make an event of it. Have wine. If you drink wine or beer mm. or origin, people like me, <laughs> you know, and just have an evening of just having a true conversation it can be in your bedroom. It doesn't have to be a big deal, you know? And so I just thought that that would be really good. And the people that bought it have said to me that, Oh, it's been really good for mm. them to just have a conversation. And it reminds them of what they've neglected over time. Mm. So just the little things like, Going for a drive, mm. going to the park. Some people say it's not our thing, but <laughs> why not? Yeah. You live here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so intimacy cards, that's something. And it's what, 1999? Mm. You can get that. Then I have, because you remember we're talking about, you know, there's not a culture to go to people to talk about your sex mm. life. So I created a, a coaching guide, which is me coaching a digital product where I'm coaching you mm. that you can listen to over and over again okay. using my three C's, which is confidence, um, clarity, confidence, and communication, mm. giving you the tips and the skills to be able to get the clarity on what the problem is, have the confidence to want to have the conversation and effective ways of communicating. So that's another thing that I created as mm. well. Mm. And then I do coaching as well. I do mm. one-on-one coaching or couples coaching as well, but mm. usually it's normally one-on-one because when you put them together, they don't really want to be honest. Mm. And that's why I kept my spectrum really broad, as in 
we'll talk about sex, we'll talk about relationship, we'll talk about intimacy because not everyone can talk about sex without getting embarrassed. You see, mm. I don't get embarrassed about using the words. <laughs> I, I, I'm quite open with it. So, um, yeah, so that's me. So you can get me at on Facebook, mm. Duchess Secrets or Duchess Ify. You can find me on Instagram, Duchess underscore Ify. Mm. I have a website, www.duchesssecrets.com or you can send me a WhatsApp at 07... Four six four five five two one two one. So yeah, so you can get me on WhatsApp. So I'm pretty much anyway. So if you, to be fair, if you Google Duchess Ify, mm. plenty of things come out. And you're spelling Ify. I P H I E. Okay. Not I F Y or I F F Y. But I mean, uh, yeah. So you heard it all there, and I will definitely put all the wherever you're listening to this um, now. We'll I'll put it in the caption so you can actually see how you can get in touch with Duchess. Um, but I have to say thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much for your time. Um, I don't believe this is, although this is for us, this is kind of like our third attempt almost. <laughs> um, but you're definitely going to come back onto the Thinking Aloud with IO podcast. Because um, I'm sure yeah. once people hear this, they'll be like, eh, so I have this question. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking this. Um, I, I will answer the question as honestly as I can because I just truly believe that we have to start having a conversation. We, got to, we need to start talking we because do, we you know do, we do. our kids are watching us and we don't want them to have a dysfunctional relationship we want them to have a yeah. great relationship that's right for them yeah but we need to get it right as well because and we're I living think, longer yes and i think for me i don't know that we're around we've, we've rounded up but i think for me it's just so key because um we are living longer um we are a lot more we're, we're living differently to how our parents mm-hmm. lived um, a lot of our parents are still together for those who are for those of them who are still alive a lot mm. of them are still together um, but in our generation a lot of people are on their own they're single yeah. and so the mistakes that they might not have or the mistakes they may have made in their first time round or things that they might not necessarily have learned not intentionally but just either because of the way they were brought up mm. we need to address those so that um we can still, okay, you might not have got it right first time round, but if you're going to go second time round mm. or third time for some, um, you know, we have more of uh, an opportunity of getting things right. Totally. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. so yeah. So definitely we'll have you back. And thank you, thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. I had fun. <laughs> So there we have it, discussions and conversation with Duchess Ify. Please look in the description box to find all the ways in which you can contact her and connect with her. And hopefully I'll see you on the next episode of Thinking Aloud with Ayo, the podcast.